0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. Place four $50 basketball bets. And regardless of outcome, you'll get a $50 free bet. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free or paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course... Make sure you download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. expecting that would be the case for this forward was Pogba he's got plenty in red for company including Jaden Sancho here he knows his ground well and scores in his ground the former Manchester City youngster scores for Manchester United really good play from Manchester United Jaden Sancho in that sort of split striker role you're asking the question can you set it out into that far
1: corner yes you can So, uh, yeah. to go this little bit of skill here from Foden almost deserves a goal. What a save from De Gea. But it was pinball until
0: it fell to De Bruyne. Stone shining by the goalkeeper. and coming towards the near post. It's over him. It's arranged for. Manchester United. A brilliant work corner. That deflection is crucial. And so is that third goal. It's plenty to pick out. In the middle. Oh! A from Cancella. It's almost party time, really. Yeah, it's five sides of this. Yeah. Jason. Oh, De Gea's hurt himself With that clearance He's just trying to sort himself out City come at him He's not really set And Mahrez is disallowed So De Gea's relief Could be playing Mares on it could. it could, it could This could be a goal It's a goal for Riyad Mares. He's got another one you are listening to BetMUFc here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the BetMUFc Twitter account. It's at BetMUFc. At BetMUFC. Also, follow the Twitter account for the Soccer Gambling podcast. It's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the lockbetting.com Twitter account. That's where I put out my additional content. It's at lockbetting.com. That's at, le- at lockbetting.com. Sorry. You can now see the PL for the month of February. That was our 105th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit. We're just three months away from saying we have been undefeated in sports betting for nine years. That's when we get to month number 108. Come aboard the journey for month number 106. Still plenty of action this month. You have missed the first 11 days, but still plenty to come. Lots of college basketball, NBA, we're making money in both. NHL, tennis, making money in those sports as well. Boxing, UFC. We had a really good UFC card last weekend. And of course, you know what I do in soccer, domestic soccer, Champions League, Europa League, European soccer. It's all available at. lots betting.com. And as I said, we have made money for 105 months in a row. When you look at the pin tweet at lockbetting.com, you'll see the p for the month of February. If you look at the little tags at the bottom, they say things like tennis, football, soccer, NFL, WWE, etc. Look at the one that says PL and and you can investigate all of the other spreadsheets and make sure this is the service for you. You'll see all the members comments at the bottom. That means that it's 100% legitimate and transparent and tracked. Had there been plays taken off or plays added or any nonsense like that, it would have been pulled up by the members. So there's no place to run, no place to hide. It's all transparent. There's no doubt about that. The only drawback of using a patreon page is that it builds you as soon as you sign up so you've already missed 11 days of the month don't miss any more don't sign up on the 15th or 20th and only get half a month of the service and get billed again on april the 1st sign up now get all of the sports i've mentioned wwe wrestlemania as well the plays for that are going to be released in the month of March, more so than April, because the lines will be too juiced by April, because it's a fixed sport, and all the people, all the insiders bet on things that they know are going to be happening, so get the lines when I get the information, I get inside information on WWE WrestleMania, and you can get that through the month of March by signing up over at com. Moving on with this edition of Bet MUFc. I don't know what more... I can say about this team here on the show. Now, I've got a clip from what Roy Keane had to say, which was very entertaining for for people, but also one hundred percent spot on. Nothing that he said was was wrong, and his anger was matched by many United supporters everywhere. And I'm always trying to look for the positives. I'm always trying to look for the positives in terms of when we were drawing too many games. I looked at these stats and it was obvious we should have won those games. I'm trying to give Ralph Ragnick time. I'm trying to see that this club is moving forward. And even in that first half against Manchester City, I felt like we were neck and neck with them. But that 45 minutes was worse than anything we played on the Ragnick. It was comparable to periods in the game against Watford, that first half against Watford, where where we were particularly bad Um, The first half against Liverpool was going to take some beating and the the first half we played against Manchester City at Old Trafford as well. They were two very, very poor halves, but this was right up there. This was really, really bad. It's certainly the worst we played under Ralph Ragnick. The team just came out and whatever he said at half time just didn't work. We also have the Ronaldo situation where Ronaldo wasn't in the squad and he said he had a hip flexor. But there were rumors he went to Portugal because he wasn't going to be in the original lineup, therefore, he didn't want to be in the squad, which is a crazy reaction as well and that's a big issue it looks like Ronaldo will be on his way out especially if we're no longer in the in the Champions League and I'm not talking about the Champions League this season I'm talking about even qualifying for the Champions League and the top four looks well out of our reach at the moment Spurs have games in hand Arsenal are well out in front Arsenal are a point ahead with three games in hand it's very difficult to see them blowing it from this situation unless we go on an amazing run and that includes winning at the Emirates and we'll need favours from the likes of Leicester, we'll need Tottenham to beat Arsenal, we need to support Liverpool in midweek. It's just horrible. Like we're we are sick of having to support other teams to not only help Manchester City's court, Man United's core, sorry, which is just getting into the top four, but we also want Liverpool to to lose games so that Liverpool don't get a quadruple because Man United's one big crowning achievement was the treble but Liverpool could potentially get a quadruple. I don't think they will, but winning the League Cup and being second in the league and being potentially three points behind City when you have to play them and looking so good in the Champions League and also taking the FA Cup seriously this season, it's worrying. It's worrying for Man United supporters and it's embarrassing that we have to support all of these other teams in order to help us or to aid our cause or to to diminish our embarrassment. It's just a really... Bad time to be a Man United fan. And as we approach this show that we're talking about, and this game against Tottenham... This now is our most important week of the season. We need to win these two games. It's not a case of we can draw one and 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 win one of the others, or we can lose one and win one. We 100% need two wins. We need a win against Tottenham for the top four, and we obviously have to beat Atletico Madrid, or we're out of the Champions League. The only thing that we can win this season. Now, we're not going to win it, but it would be very respectable, I think, from the position that Ralph Ragnick was in, if we could get to a potential semi-final or a final, I don't think we will, but if we can get to a semi-final and we can somehow still get into the top four, which would involve Arsenal having an epic collapse from this position, then that would be a success for Ralph Ragnick. For me, the way I'm looking at it at the moment, I see us going out of the Champions League on Tuesday against Atletico Madrid. I don't see us winning that game and I wouldn't be surprised... If we lose to Tottenham, I certainly don't think we're going to beat Tottenham. I think the way Tottenham played against Everton and the way that Antonio Conte has them playing that I feel that they can come and get a win at Old Trafford. But at the same time, they too are very, very inconsistent. We don't know what Tottenham are going to turn up. There is a saying for a reason um, where you say that that was very spursy. And the very spursy thing to do is to win 5-0 against Everton and then get beaten at Old Trafford against a Man United team that looked piss poor against Manchester City. Um, let's move on with the, with those reaction, with the reaction that Roy Keane had. I don't normally put a clip this long in the show. But I am going to with this one because it was very, very entertaining to people. It was very, very, very talked about. And it was very, very, very spot on. Everything he says here in this clip, you cannot disagree with anything. And you can feel his anger as a Man United supporter, as an ex-Man United player, the passion that that these players don't have. He has more passion than they do. And he stopped playing a long time ago. But he's what a real Man United player should be. He was our captain during our peak, during our absolute peak and uh, you can tell from the way he speaks. So let's have a listen to Roy Keane. And then we'll move on to breaking down the the game against Tottenham. In fact, before we do that, we'll talk a little bit about the, the Chelsea situation. Because we're obviously linked to Ten Hag and Pochettino. But off the back of Pochettino exiting the Champions League the way he did. And, um, and Thomas Tuchel potentially being available. And maybe even... Antonio Conte being available I think Conte could be willing to walk out of Tottenham if he doesn't get any money and they're not in a Champions League decision. so I think Man United could have a load of options come the come the summer so we'll talk about that after we listen to what Roy Keane had to say and then after we talk about the managers we then will move on to the Tottenham game so have a listen to this from Roy Keane. Roy how would you sum up that second half?
1: Um I think the worst thing you could say about United, I think like Gary mentioned, they did give up. Uh, I think to, for a player in a der- in any game to give up, uh, it's, it's unforgivable, really. I think the second half, we saw it, the, the, the beauty of top-level sport. There's no hiding place, you know. There's no hiding place. I know United have done well here the last couple of years. You show, we saw all the United's shortcomings today. We saw obviously Man City being very good the second half. There's ways to lose football matches. We've all lost football matches, but the way United lost it today, they stopped running, they gave up. There was players out there putting performances. The players not running back. That's what I don't understand. And The manager will be criticising the tactics, but players not running back while you're playing for Man United. I, it's really unacceptable. It really is. I think they the true the the to which is... a. Shameful.
0: You, you think it was more about commitment and character than it was about quality, which is a very different. Well, thing. a bit of everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: hard when you're out there and you're up against a really good team, and they're they're obviously keeping the ball and you can't get it back. But I go back to it. We we'll see some of the goals, and but you got to run back. You got to tackle. United, United players have shown quality over the years, but we've just seen a reflection where this, the team is and where the club is. It's just so far behind the other teams, but some of the players. There's ways to lose football matches, but the way we saw Man United today, whatever you say when you play, them? You, you, you still play your own bit of pride. Whatever's going on in the dressing room and we hear noises all the time or we hear about problems obviously with the uh, new manager maybe coming in and recruiting himself, but you, your own bit of pride eventually has to kick in at some stage. And there, was play, there was players there and we're watching it live and I'm looking at them and I'm, I'm getting really frustrated watching it because... The, I'll forgive mistakes but you've got to run back there was players I'm going to have to write now five or six players I think you should never play for Man United again it's just shameful shameful that you can't run back and you can't put your body on the line and forgive forgive the lack of quality against Man City in the second half because Man City are excellent they've been excellent for the last three, four, five years fantastic team that's why they're the champions but Man United a derby match today the subs coming on you hope hoping they'll have an impact they're not prepared to run around couple of lads in midfield. Matisaka, Fred, Maguire. Rashford came on. I could go on. Give up four goals. And City weren't even at their very best. City didn't have to be at their best. I thought City had another couple of years to go. I think they just toyed with them. A bit like the game at Old Trafford. Just, yeah, the old sayings of envy, boys. Um, they gave up. And uh, shame on them. Mike is in <laughs> Hold it in. I mean Honestly I mean he, What he said Is complete Why don't you Go take over the job Honestly You can do a better job Than what they're doing Down there You're anxious at half time oh, I, I was I was nervous I'm not going to
0: lie The
1: game is 90 minutes You know Long We, we talk about players uh, Players doing well For 20 minutes 25 minutes it's what you would do over the 90-odd minutes, of course. And we
0: were saying, we were saying Roy, in that second half, if you could see from 10 minutes that, that City had gained the upper hand. They had the control. But we didn't see a, a United change until 65. No, of was course. The, did, the, did the moment pass? Possibly so. But uh, if you look at the bench, it didn't have too many
1: options, really, in terms of changing too much tactically. Wampasaka was at a really poor time. you think, could he change him? But I don't think the manager could have done too much. And then when well, he did bring one or two players on... But I think... The, I think the fight was over. Yeah. I think, they, again, we'll criticise Rashford. Rashford comes on, and sometimes you're thinking a, a sub will do something special. Some of the lads come on, and they're that upset that they're on the bench. They don't They don't try hard enough. And that's why you need some brilliant senior players or characters in your. So when United were under the cosh which they're going to be, man, you just come in, we tighten up, lads, yeah. for 15. You stay in the game. It's two, when it was 3 1, we should have all just gone home. You just tighten up. It's 2 1. It's two, Even it's 3 1, good. we're Man United. We still think we could get a goal. You never know. We'll have a mad 15, 20 minutes. Rashford comes on. No one's getting a grip of him. Nobody's... I, I don't know who's running that dressing room. We look at Maguire. And Maguire's at a torrid time. And again today. Crazy booking. Then you're thinking he might get sent off. Even the deflection. You're thinking, just even yourself. Come out an extra two, two or three yards. You drag the players up with you. Is he having battles with Ronaldo? Captaincy. See, all these issues. Ego's coming to it. You leave your ego at the front door. You leave that there. You, we only have a bit of ego to to, to wake up and get out of your house in the morning. But these guys are just, it's all about how am I looking? Am I looking to power? You know, am my boots nice? Am I, is my, how's my hair looking? Play the game. Yet Man United, you know, we're looking at the United fans behind the goal, and you're lucky, you're thinking, and they know, they're not daft. They're looking at this team we're supporting and we're fighting every week for. I've given up. They gave up. No excuses. But we'll hear a lot of rubbish over the next few days, some players. We've heard it. There'll be statements, or oh, guaranteed the next few days. Sorry about that, we'll try better next week. I can tell you which lads will be making the statements to their teams and Twitter and all that rubbish. No, no, no. It's, It's what you do on the pitch really interests me, not all the other garbage.
0: So there you go. That was a long clip. That was a couple of clips edited together, but we actually edited that right down. He said so, so, so much that needed to be heard. And it was all spot on. And Mika Richards even said, why don't you go and take over the job? Now, I don't think Roy Keane should take over the job. But we do need somebody who can get these egos in check. Because on paper, as I was saying when I I previewed that that game, if you look at the combined 11s, or my opinions of what the combined 11 should be, then it wasn't that far out. Manchester City didn't have like 9-10 players in with only one Man United player getting in. It was it was six and five. That's how I had it. And you could argue it could be, um, you know, seven and four or eight and three at a push. But you can't argue and say that Man United don't have quality players. But the way they're playing at the moment, it's just impossible for us to get into the top four. And it's even more impossible for us to be challenging for the title anytime soon. No matter who takes over, and. I don't know if it's going to even appeal to anybody. Um, if you're looking at those top, top managers, maybe a Ten Hag will see it as a, as an upgrade. Maybe Pochettino now, if he's out of the job at PSG, he'll be lucky to walk into another job. But do we want Pochettino, a manager who got Paris Saint Germain eliminated from the Champions League? Now, he wasn't on the pitch. He didn't get them eliminated, but he needed to manage that situation. You can't concede three goals. In the last quarter of the game against Real Madrid, you just can't do that. I understand one was down to a huge goalkeeping error, but you need to control the game. You can't then concede the the goal that takes it into extra time and then concede the goal that doesn't take it into extra time because you're behind 40 seconds later or whatever it was. And I just have my major doubts about Pochettino. I had doubts anyway before that game. But I have even bigger doubts now after what we saw. And if we look at the the manager market, there is actually a market for who will be the Manchester United manager next season. The Manchester United manager on the first day of the 22-23 season is what it's called. And at the moment, Eric Ten Hag is the leader. He has overtaken Pochettino. There have been rumours that Man United have been sounding out Ten Hag and he's interested in the job because obviously... Even this United team is an upgrade on Ajax with the financial power that we have and the size of the club. He's a two-to-one favourite who's pushed out Pochettino, who's at three-to-one. That's the biggest he's been. Now, Thomas Tuchel has moved up to 11-to-two. This is because of the uncertainty at Chelsea. And obviously... He has connections to Ralph Ragnick. When Ralph Ragnick came into the job, we've heard that he was an influence on Jurgen Klopp and he was an influence on, on Thomas Tuchel and, and even Pep Guardiola. Well, he has a relationship with Tuchel, so maybe that could be something to watch. We then have Brendan Rogers there at 8-1. to Conte is there at 12-1. to That's interesting because he's made a lot of comments about Tottenham and 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 the whole situation there he even questioned whether he was doing any good for the club and that was after beating Manchester City but then going away and losing to Burnley when he seriously questioned himself and many people thought that he wouldn't even get past that weekend but if they if they don't get into the top four and there's no money then Antonio Conte is going to walk I'm just not sure that he's a fit for Manchester United. Ralph Ragnick himself is 16 to 1 in the market with Graham Potter at 18 to 1, Zidane at 18 to 1, Ancelotti and Simeone at 20 to 1, Ralph Hasenhutl of Southampton at 25 to 1, same price as Wayne Rooney. For me, I think the market is correct. I do think Ten Hag is at the top. Um, I think I'd like to see Thomas Tuchel come in this isn't just a a, a recency biased he's a manager that did the the usual thing you go to PSG you can't control the egos you win a couple of league titles but ultimately you get sacked if you don't win the Champions League but he's come the closest he got them to a Champions League final and nobody's done that before and that's looking like a bigger and bigger achievement when you look at what Pochettino's done in the last couple of seasons and it's very difficult for me to see Pochettino managing Paris Saint-Germain next year but yet they're saying that he's still part of the project and he's still linked to the Man United job he's still linked to the Real Madrid job this this guy seems like Teflon this guy seems like he can't do anything wrong I think it's really unacceptable to not go to Paris Saint-Germain and win the league in your first season because nobody doesn't win the league at PSG I mean Tuchel had it all set up for him I know Tuchel didn't have his Best start to the season as the PSG manager, but they were still in the Champions League. They were still heavy, heavy favourites. I believe, in betting terms, they were still the 1 to 10 minus 1,000 favourites to win the league when Pochettino took over, and, and they didn't win the league. They didn't win the league under Pochettino. That's unacceptable because I feel like I could win the league managing PSG. There's nothing to do. You have all of the best players. When you're looking at combined 11s, we talked about combined 11s earlier with Man United and Manchester City. There's not a single player from any of the other teams that get into the PSG team. Not one. You could argue that when Memphis Depay was there, possibly he could have got in when when PSG were playing against Lyon. But but that's it. Like there's very 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 few cases. It's almost 11 and 0 on on most weeks. Yet PSG don't win that league easily and and last season they didn't win it at all when i when i say they don't win it easily they're going to win it this season very very early on but they but they struggle in some games last week they lost at home to nice and that was bad preparation for the Real Madrid game. And although obviously they they were in second gear because it was a look ahead spot, and uh, they played very very well in the first half. They blew it. They choked, and they've notoriously choked throughout. And and Pochettino is now a part of that. And I'm not sure that he's the right man to come in as the Manchester United manager. I'm not sure the players looking at that now would would, would want him to come in as the as the Manchester United manager. So. There's a lot to, to look at here in the market. For me, Conte and Tuchel are obviously the best managers there. I don't think Ragnick's going to get the job now. I'm not interested in Potter. I'm not interested in Ra- Brendan Rodgers. Definitely not. I think Zidane would be a good one, but he's way down in the market and I don't think he wants to live in England. And if he, and if that's his attitude, I don't think you could just throw money at the situation because it's always going to be a short-term appointment and we need a long-term appointment. We need a project and, um, I think that would point towards Ten Hag or Pochettino. Again, with Pochettino, I am not a fan of Marcus Rashford, and I know that Pochettino is, and that alone concerns me because I feel like there'll be a lot of players there that are dead weight. I don't want to waste any more time trying to get something out of Marcus Rashford. I don't want to waste any more time with, with, with certain players in this team. I don't want to. I don't want to continue on with with, with Harry Maguire as the club captain. But but it feels like Pochettino will be somebody that, that doesn't really come in and, and change too much and just tries to rejuvenate the, the these players, rejuvenate these players who have been toxic and, and haven't delivered for many, many years. So I, I'm not sure what direction this is going to go in. This club is obviously very, very interesting to watch at the moment. Obviously, very interesting for outsiders as well. I'm sure these episodes of Bet MMC are very, very interesting because I find them very, very stressful. And um, yeah, when I took the show on, I didn't think we'd be talking about Manchester United in this situation. Obviously, I had a sense that it would be trophyless because of the the way that we were playing and we we played ourselves out of the Premier League title and it's difficult to to win trophies in this league you're already out of the league cup you've got to go against city, chelsea and liverpool who are better teams than us in the in the FA Cup there's obviously better teams in the Champions League as well but but not to be in the top 4 that's just that's just utterly beyond belief and that looks like a real possibility and it will be almost a fact if we don't get a win against tottenham this weekend and we'll move on to covering that game where man united are the uh, where are we? The 5-4 favourites. It's 5-2 on the draw. And Tottenham here are a 21-10 to underdog. Tottenham are a serious live dog here in this spot. I think they're definitely, definitely good candidates to come away with a result here with on the double chance market in terms of avoiding a defeat. I just don't see how you bet Man United in this game. I think the the closest that I could get to having a bet on this game would be both teams to score because I don't bet against Man United. I just don't bet against Man United. It's fine for you guys to do it. You're not Man United supporters and it's my job. And many times over the years, there have been spots where I've gone against Man United or my gut was telling me to avoid the game, like avoid adding Man United to a parlay, for, let's say, at a short price, just just from a gut feeling because I do get gut feeling about this team. And I think the only thing that I could bet this weekend would be for both teams to score. Usually I always blindly bet Man United just to add more interest in the game, just just to make myself want them to win even more. It's a supporters bet. Everybody does it. I mean, most people probably have a, a little future on their team to win this and that at the start of every season. I know I do, but I don't really believe I'm going to be seeing anything out of that money. And a lot of times I bet Man United on the money line, this season. I haven't believed I was going to win and I haven't. I've lost loads of money doing that. I don't do that with my clients because that's irresponsible and that's not what we're supposed to do. But as a supporter, I do put money down on Man United because it's more fun it adds a little bit more to the game but realistically um, I can't even do that going into this game and I won't be doing it in the Atletico game either I'm very very worried about this week this week has become our biggest week of the season it's two games we have to win drawing either one of them is not an option a draw against Tottenham and a win against Atletico yeah we stay in the hunt for a trophy but as far as I'm concerned the top four is completely gone and when you look at the the league table it's gone anyway. We are a point behind Arsenal, but Arsenal have three games in hand. Now, the only thing you can say looking at that is that Arsenal have more difficult games than Manchester United. Arsenal's running is difficult as we as we head towards the latter part of the season. But they are now the one to two minus two hundred favourites to get there. Tottenham are three to one and Man United are five to one. So that tells you everything you need to know about the state of play at the moment. Looking at this game, I'm almost thinking Um, Tottenham could put me out of my misery. I think if Tottenham win this game, I have no reason to to watch Manchester United again this season. I would almost rather tank the season and make sure that we finish 7th or 8th and don't even qualify for Europe at all because I don't want to see us in the Europa League and I don't want to play in the Europa Conference League. Definitely not. Can you imagine how humiliating that would be? I would rather just tank the season and finish 8th Then we get a really, really small schedule next season and we can fully focus on the league and have a real run at it and we can get the toxic players out out of the club and have a real title challenge when, when we only have to play around about 45 games rather than having to travel to Europe in midweek I think that would be the best way to go but looking at the um, stats for this game top number one three of the last four in the league they've actually scored 12 goals during that run Harry Kane has been involved in five goals in his last three trips to Old Trafford, so we don't like playing against him, and that's a player we may buy next season if Mauricio Pochettino comes in. And Spurs have won four of their last six away league games. I can't find any data here for for Manchester United win the game. I guess the one bright spark is the fact that we beat Tottenham away from home earlier on in the season by three goals to nil, and that we do have Ronaldo and Cavani available for this game. But it's very difficult for... For me to take United here. I think both teams to score would be the way to go and uh, realistically Spurs on the double chance I think is a very very good play that you're likely to cash as I don't see Man United getting a win from this game. That's it for me in this edition of BetMUFC. Good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening.